right, all right, all right. <laughs> I don't know my pet, man. Welcome back to Urban Academia. I'm going to say it one more time like Dr. Umar. Welcome back to Urban Academia. I'm your host, Jay Zilla, and with me as always is Mr. Kilo Rich. What's happening, man? What's happening there, Jay Zilla? What's the word, man? The word, man, is code switching. Oh, code switching. Yeah, so that's where we started, man. But first off, you know, how you been? What you been up to this week? Yeah, going on. Oh, that Everything, everything as usual, man. Just glad to be sitting down for a minute somewhere where I can talk, open up. You know what I mean? I just saw that post on Facebook again uh, uh, where they ask, you know, where do you turn or, or where do you go when you need somebody to talk to as a man and this and that. So just glad to be back, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Same here, man. Look, you're a businessman, trucker, husband, father. Do it all. It's crazy. I'm just glad to get you to sit down and, and chat with me for a little bit, man. Um, I like it. Yeah, yeah. So this code switching thing. I, so I, I have an idea of what it is, right? But I want to kind of nail down a good, solid, what is code switching as we let a few more people join here. Um, yeah, what's your, what's your idea of code switching? Code switching? I mean, first off, you know, you got to identify exactly what that means, but just hearing it, um, I feel like it's uh, something secretive, something, uh, something, something that started off one way and, and, and totally flip-flopped. Uh, I don't know. Uh, just depends on what you're talking about. I know, uh, I know one example is the youth of today. Um, Freestyle, the word freestyle, you know, they're talking about right. their music and this and that. It's, oh man, just dropped a, a, a real dope freestyle and this and that. But the niggas reading it off his phone, like, that's not a freestyle. That's, to me, that's code switching. You know, somebody switched that shit up. Freestyle is oh, just I come on top of you. Yeah. I don't know. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I just don't know how you use it. Just depending on how you use it. Okay, and see, for me, it was, I know for me, it was more of a negative thing, right? You know, you with your boys, you talking crap, and then, you know, a teacher or something, at least back in our day, right? A teacher or a parent comes to you, straighten up real quickly. How you doing today? Hey, good morning. You know what I mean? That sort of thing. So that's what I hear when I think of a uh, code switch. But us being part of Urban Academia, which is our show, Urban Academia. I got to get used to saying this name. Urban Academia. One more time. Urban Academia. Oh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna use Urban Dictionary now. This feels <laughs> this feels very weird, you know. <laughs> these are words that come from us. People look like us, our community, black community. So it's I don't know. I always have two feelings about Urban Dictionary. You know, I guess it depends on who's reading who's reading the actual uh, Urban Dictionary. Excuse <clears throat> me. So code switching. It says to customize style of speech to the audience or group being addressed. And the example they give is like she talks street with her friends at school. And when she with her family, um, she's cold switching the speech. I remember that referred to as cold switching. We call it talking white or black. Talking white or black. Now, now that's interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, and then lines start getting crossed and blurred and switched and all that shit. But, um, that's what I know it by versus code switching. Um, right. But at the end of the day, you can tell by listening to his vernacular and my vernacular that there is no such thing as speaking white or speaking black. It's proper English. You know what I mean? Um, but I will not say that there's not a twang that I speak with that that's what people mean when they say that. I'm not going to not acknowledge the fact that I don't know what you mean if you say you've taken it all away from your voice and because we do have a natural something in the back of our voice. And mm -hmm. I can choose to get rid of it, use my, um, I can use my court voice or the voice that I need to speak to the police in, which are two totally separate voices from anything else I use anywhere else. You know what I mean? But they do exist. You know what I mean? Some people can, I can be talking to you like this or whoever else like this, but if the police pull up, I got to change my tone. You know what I mean? It comes really, you know, all right, so that's an interesting way to look at so that so the this is the many shades 
of code switching, right? Like, is it to get out of something or get into something, right? You might be hard in one way, but then, you know, run up on a young lady, then it switches up to, like, you know, soft, you can trust me, sort of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Code switching. Get in the job. For a job. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Interview. Like, interview rich versus, uh, you know, just hanging out, chilling rich, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have a situation where you may have cold switched? And kind of, I don't know if you ever feel bad about it or like, man, I'm for that. But I'm going to fill a bus for you because I have, I've had plenty of situations to where I thought I needed to kind of change up how I talk, my mannerisms. Uh, you know, we talked before about like there are, there are times where I kind of go up on octave because, you know, if I use the deep voice, then it, I seem more intimidating yeah. for whatever reason. Make sure I do a lot of smiling. Yeah. <laughs> you follow me? Uh, they, it kind of goes with my, um, you know, happy-go-lucky personality. But it has got me into a lot of things, you know, manners, smiling, and maybe even like punching over not being as tall as I am. You know, I'm 6'4 ish these days. I say ish. You know, I'm old now. I ain't gonna tell you about shrunk or not. But uh, yeah, yeah. So I've had plenty of situations where I'm cold switching and afterwards, like, man, I wish I could just act like this, man. I'm too big for this. Why am I? Why did I play the nice? route right there you know what i mean you ever yeah. seen situations like that i mean yeah of course you know of course uh i know personally though especially the older i get you know sometimes i try my best to you know be in whatever character i'm supposed to be in because we all play different characters at different times you know what i mean right. but it's those times where you know a person has uh <coughs> out somewhere it's something about uh oh you know those thuggish people or something like when she said it i just now nah, i just got offended like no i don't know what the fuck you're talking about what are you doing? Right. so then i became as thuggish as i could be you know because i was irritated by what she was saying you know what I mean? like oh, you just can't change people when you don't even fucking know them, you know there's some situations where it's like all right if this is what you think let me show you what the real what it really right. looks like, right? Oh, you're an asshole. <laughs> so let me clip the camera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe at a time where, man, I'll, I'll, t- I'll probably overtell this story, man. I'm working at one of the car plates, right? I'm on the line. What's up, Mr. Bill? Thanks for joining us. Uh, yeah, and anybody who may be joining us, we're talking cold switching, good, bad, ugly, yes or no. Um, you want to join Give us? Give him what he thinks he can do. Yeah, man, you want to jo- join us on the video? Uh, where we go. Uh, sorry for our listeners who may be just doing Spotify, iTunes, or anything like that. Getting the audio only. Uh, but people on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, they're in the Twitterverse. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, so, yeah, click that link, follow us on. Jump on in, in there. So, yeah, I, on the line, white guy comes up to me, tells me a racist joke. And I'll just laugh it off. But, you know, to really try to drive this point home to him, like, you know, before I just started lecturing him on, I appreciate it. That was, objectively, that was funny. But let me tell you what's wrong with this, with this, wrong with this scenario. But instead of going down a lecture sort of thing, I opted to, you know, just, just show him. So I call over a couple of my boys, you know, who are, because we have in the black community, outside the black community, there's this idea of, like, there's black, and then there's black, black. You know what I mean? So I call, so just for the sake of this story, I call a couple of black, black dudes over. Hey, what's up, man? What's up? You saying? You know what I'm saying? What's happening, man? What's happening? I said, hey, man, tell him that joke you told me. It's hilarious, man. Right. Oh, he turned so red. He got so quiet. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, <clears throat> oh, so, uh, <clears throat> so, um, you know what I mean? A lot of stuttering. I said, like, oh, never yeah. mind, man. I'll tell y'all later, man, if I can remember. Yeah. Was, All right, cool, good. Why did you tell me? Yeah. And so I, I literally say, if you can't tell anybody that joke, it's probably not a joke you should be telling. There's something wrong yeah. when you feel like you can tell me that joke, but you couldn't tell them. You know what's, what's funnier to me? That's it. I've looked at it that. I could guarantee you was bigger than the dudes you went and got. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the funny part to me is that funny part to me is that he felt comfortable saying it to you, and then you go get the smaller guys that he don't know their personality, and then he's like, ah, I don't know about that joke. 
You know. That's <laughs> great. Well, going to your bully, man. How's that a bully? Like I could just like, hey man, you tell y'all this racist joke you told me, and let's go talk to him about how you know what I mean. You know, you know like we talked about. Before. That was slicks and mocking shit you did though. That's 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 the equivalent of taking your pistol out and putting it on the table. We all know what it means. We don't have to say. <laughs> you know, you know, hey man, you got a nice face though. I hit see something happen to it, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> soprano stuff, right? Well, no, I just thought like in the like the first. Honestly, my first impression, I can't remember what the joke was, but my first impression was like, that's funny. And then it hit me like, yeah, that's racist, that's super racist. You know, for you telling me this joke. And then I thought, yeah. I'm going to tell him about it because you know, I'm very much a person who likes to just quietly talk about it one-on-one, air out my grievances, so this doesn't continue. Because I've been in situations mm-hmm. before at jobs where you just laugh stuff off, just like, okay, laugh and move on. But what you don't realize is that here they come again, time and time again, because once they get a laugh, oh, there's a bigger laugh out there. I laugh off a racist joke. Say again? Not without saying something. Like, I ain't never laughed off a racist joke without saying mm-hmm. something. Like, I just ain't really built like that. Like, if you feel like you can make, if, if it's funny, it's funny. You feel me? I don't give a shit who you are, what color you are. If you say some shit to me and it's funny, it's funny. And you knew you were saying it because it was funny. Now, if you make this joke and it's got racist undertones and this and that and this, you got to stand on whatever the fuck you just said to me. I don't know what you're talking about. Appreciate it, man. He's like, that's a bully move, gangster move, but didn't say it wasn't necessary. Yeah, and I'm telling you, like, it was just a reaction. It was very reactionary. It happened like that, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. so it was like, <laughs> hey, no, I'm not gonna even tell you. Hey, you know, uh, B, you great. Hey, come here yeah. over here. I'll be dropping names out there, but yeah, come on over here, man. It's a joke. You know, I just thought it was, it was a sort of a twist. So I can show him how I'm, he felt in that moment. I've been slapping my knee. <laughs> I've been slapping my knee. Ah, y'all come here. Listen come to this. Here, man. Y'all, got to, y'all got to hear this joke. It's yeah, man. So code switching. We talked about job code switching. Uh, did you ever have to switch to like, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty even killed guy. Have you ever had a moment where you had to like just go psycho rich on him? Just code switch like show Psycho rich. Psycho rich. I don't know. You know, I, I yeah, watched my high school wrestling. Psycho see he comes to the ring. He yeah, just flying out him. Different situations, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, man, you know, it just is what it is. I try to be I try to be cool, calm, collected, you know what I mean? But if you cross that line, I'm going to jump over it, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to meet you there, you know. I'm going to beat you there. I'm going to, you know, <laughs> whatever you bring, I'm going to bring more, you know. Absolutely. You got a quarter attitude, you bring a pound, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm coming with whatever you want. <laughs> What about this scenario? Have, have you ever, and now you're good at meeting people where they're at, right? You cool, calm, I can be cool, calm. If you're not, I can stay cool, calm, but I'm going to show you, like, if you continue your behavior, how, you know, it's going to be an issue, right? Have you had an issue, a situation where you caught somebody cold switching and maybe called about on and just kind of poked at them a little bit? Oh, absolutely, man. Um, all the time. I'm, I'm, too real for myself sometimes, to the mm. point where I will fuck that. As Chappelle say, when keeping it real goes wrong, I'm learning oh. in my older age when you shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Sometimes you can't keep it because people won't keep it real with you. You kept it real, but then they won't, and then it turns left. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, man, all the time. And and that's, that's something that I tell people a lot. I tell people to, you know, and it's something that somebody told me, and mm. I didn't used to do it. And I try to do it much more now. I ain't perfect at it, but I try to do it. And it's pick your battles. You know what I mean? You're like, don't make everything a fucking problem or a fight. You know what I mean? Some shit is nothing. And if it's nothing, let it be. Don't make it no issue if it ain't no issue. You know what I mean? So, right. I'll leave it at that. So, look, I let the audience peek behind the curtain a little bit. So, part of my little homework is time getting ready for the show. Just to make sure I have any you know, recorded videos, edited videos ready to go. Um, so I am unprepared for that. So I've got some issues going on, but I feel I have the 
feeling that had I been more prepared, I could have fixed this issue. Uh, but yeah, man, I know you sent me a couple of cool videos, man. Um, one kind of breaking down what grinding is, right? You know, everybody's talking about grinding, how you, you should be grinding. And, um, God breaks down sort of the definition of the word, you know, the history of it and how it's affecting us now. Um, you think you give the people sort of a synopsis of what the video was about? talk about i mean it was basically about a man and and doing what the majority of us feel is a man's job to do which is whatever needs to be done under whatever circumstance they need to be done under and still having to do whatever else needs to be done like you just did the impossible and your son needs help tying the shoes and getting something off the top of like the shit just never stops, you know what I mean? So then they showed um, they showed a couple um that was that was older, an older couple, and um, uh, they showed the older couple, and uh, the the woman was was still moving and grooving, you know, she was in her sixties, seventies, eighties, you know, a couple of different mm -hmm. couples, and the woman of each couple. You know, it was mobile and active and this and that. And the guy always had a cane and a walker and was broken down. And, you know, he put so much in, you know, and still really doesn't get credit for it, you know. Um, and just, you know, taking the understanding of that, you know, opening your eyes to it, you know. It may not be a lot that's going to be done about it, but sometimes just empathy goes a long way. You know, and maybe it's not a lot you can do for a man, anybody, you know, whoever. But just be empathetic, you know. Maybe you're dealing with somebody, a man, and you, I can't get him no gifts because he already got everything and this and that. Yeah. You can be empathetic, you know what I mean? Like, you can understand that we go through things, and, and, and that'll just be enough, you know what I mean? I don't need you to get me nothing. Just understand I'm human like you human, you know? So, like, you have shit going on, and sometimes you're irritated or, or upset yeah, yeah. or stomach hurts. or I'm, I'm no different. I'm no different. That's it, man. That's it. The idea that in this short video that you said, when he's kind of breaking down, uh, what was it? What what grinding is? You know how we may always feel. So society, right? Our environment, ourselves. We kind of depict or build what it is to be a man. And a lot of times when we fall short of our own definition or, the, or what we think the definition of our significant other or, or anything, when we fall short of that, it becomes this huge uh, blow up or implode, right? Because some of us are very much like, man, get out of here. You know, I'm going to snap on the kid or something because of something I think I'm feeling it or uh, incompetent about. Or it's a, the internalizing it of like, man, I Look at my kids, you know, we, we, I, I could be doing this. And it's, it's generally most of the time. And see, that's when it's real. And when you can look, when you look at it yourself and you go, man, I could do this better. And this and this. So that's something that you're just saying you can do better. And there's no problem with that. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? You take that and you use it to make yourself better. What I don't like is that most of the shit that we have to react to is not even our own feelings. It's other people's feelings. You know, right. other people feel like this, so I have to act like this. Like, fuck all that, you know, like, and I say fuck that, but I still have to adhere to it. You know, it just is what it is. <laughs> right, right. And I adhere to it when I want to. And when I don't want to, I don't. You know, it just, it is what it is. I, I will call bullshit. When it gets too fake, I'll yeah. put my hands up and scream. Too fake. Ah, can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> and again, you guys want to join in the conversation. Join us live here. Just click that link, that link right there. Follow the prompts. We'd love to hear from you. So when I, there are times where, you know, my wife, God bless her, because she kind of pulls me out of a lot of different moods. And she's like a dog with a bone. You know, we don't really, she has her times when she kind of lets me be, right? And process on my own, self-soothe, whatever. But there are times like, no, we got to talk this out. We have to talk this out. Uh, I, but in doing that, I realized that there's, there came a point where I felt almost like like I didn't deserve the stuff that I, I have now, right? 
I'm reserved the house that we're in now, the wife, the family, you know, the job, this show, like all this stuff. It's this weird of somebody called it something, um, imposter syndrome, right? Where you almost feel bad for accomplishments. You know, you start to worry like, you know, am I really doing this? Do I deserve this? You know, you ever have those sort of feelings? Nah, man. I, you know, you know what I have deep down. I I, I feel <laughs> that whole um, kings and queens and this and bro, something inside of me. When I stand up straight, I feel that to be true. So that's that's what's inside of me. I don't feel like I feel like I deserve everything. I feel mm-hmm. like you know what I mean, but I don't feel like it should be handed to me by anyone in particular. You know. No. Um, but if it was, I wouldn't feel like that was wrong, if, if that makes sense. Um, I'm not the nigga that's, oh, you got to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Because like I told mm-hmm. you, it doesn't even fucking make sense. It's not possible to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You know what I mean? Right. No, what I would do, I want 40 acres in the mule like you motherfuckers promised. So if you want to drop that off, drop me that off, and I'll get it by my goddamn self. Yeah, I still want my shit. <laughs> Jimmy was, was new. Jimmy was old. Yeah, I, first of all, I also want to acknowledge you, me being over here like, yeah, man, I feel like an imposter. Like, I don't deserve a lot of this stuff. You ever feel like that? Nah, no, I deserve everything. Like, what are you talking about? Everything I get, I deserve. I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure you're the type of person. I, that I, I need more. Yeah, yeah. I need more. <laughs> I'm sure you're the type that also believes in, like, you know, good, bad, or ugly. You know, I think for me, I get caught in this trap of uh, making a mistake and instead of taking that mistake and going, okay recalibrate keep moving forward sometimes i get stuck on that mistake man how did i make it why did i make it how did it, how was this even a, a possible a possibility you know what can i do to, you know it was just it's, you get called that to mistake. me that means you ain't made enough mistakes say again to me that means you ain't made enough mistakes Ooh. You know, if i fuck up i know I'm like, ah, damn all right yeah. next time <laughs> i'm yeah. used to fucking up you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's, I'm okay. It's what you that's do after that, you fuck it. So that, maybe that's the internal code switch, right? It's the idea of like, ooh, I made a mistake. Here's what I do next time, right? It's switching from one mode to another and not allowing yourself to get bogged down with this vicious cycle of, um, I don't know, self-doubt, self-hate, whatever it is, right? Whatever you're feeling. Whatever terminology you want yeah. to put on it to make it, make yourself feel like, ooh, you messed up. Maybe this isn't something you should be doing. Maybe you should just quit. Maybe you should just not, you know what I mean? Shit happens, man. Yeah. You know, you, it, you, you put the baby on the couch, you went to get his bottle, he rolled over. Mm-hmm. Fuck, does this mean you shouldn't have children? Or does this mean right. you should have put him in a different area? All right, <laughs> right. You know, spread that blanket out. Like, I see my, my wife go, well, spread the blanket out, put him yeah. on the floor. You can't fall and hit the floor right. already down there. <laughs> there we go. Gotta learn, you know what I mean. Yeah. So I mean, it just is what it is, man. It just is what it is. And, and I think my first son helped me with that um, mm-hmm. because I can remember him being in different situations and me being pissed about it. You know what I mean? Like, why ain't nobody watching him? And, and what's going on? And this and that. Uh, you're gonna kill my son? And uh, I'm just being dramatic. You know, <laughs> I never had a kid before. You know. I'm, Tripping. And I mean, my brother told me one day, he said, Man, look, you gotta calm the fuck down. He said, But uh, aside from that, God protects babies and food. He said, mm-hmm. So if you don't think they know what they're doing, don't matter. Protects fools. The other boy is a baby. Everybody's covered. Just quit tripping. I said, You're right. Right. <laughs> you right. <laughs> you right. Oh, man, that's amazing. So, yeah, I, I, look, I always love this sort of talk. Because you help me recalibrate, and hopefully some other people who feel like I do can recalibrate, and people who feel like you did, you know, can help others calibrate. But man, I'm telling you, I love this idea of code switching too. Um, so there was a, a statistic in one of the, the other podcasts that I sent to you uh, where they were talking about mental health in relationships, right? And how, surprise, surprise, um, you know, if you have a white woman and a white man together, like their mental health seems to be a lot better off than some other mixed couples or even black and black, right? So it's sort of- Because of the color. Yes, Lord, have yeah. mercy. Yeah, yeah. But they also say 
So, it, I mean, it's one of those sliding scale things, right? Because if you have two black people in a relationship, we share so much culture, culturally, right? That we tend to not talk very much because, you know, it's understood, don't need to be explained. Versus a, a mixed couple, like maybe a black and a white uh, couple, they're not sure of each other's culture. So they're constantly, all right, talk, well, what do we do about this? What do we do about Thanksgiving? What do we do about Christmas? Right? It's from stuff mm-hmm. like that to further. It causes them to actually talk more, and that generally is better when you communicate more in relationship. So it's an interesting little Makes study. Sense. It's an interesting little study. But I love how you're more European, more uh, Eastern cultures, you know, who have a lot of sameness, right? You don't have the same issues that we do here in America, especially between black and white. Because if you think about it, even how segregation was set up and even modern segregation is uh, sort of set up uh one side tends to feel inferior to the other and i know for us it's easy to look at from the black point of view you know all this media and advertisement talking about how white is great and black is you know whatever it is right and on the flip side especially in the poor all white schools and these Alabama and uh, Mississippi neighborhoods, how they sort of look at the black side of like, man, football team is really good. We'll never be that. You know, like it's crazy. Like even the music um, separation, like how segregation really takes a toll on this. You know what I mean? Segregation still exists. You know what I mean? Anytime people talk to me about segregation, any of these, all these conversations are hard for me to have because I'm too honest, right? So mm-hmm. if I go to any school right now and I walk in the lunchroom, that bitch segregated. Any okay. school in America. Yeah. If I go in the lunchroom right now, and that's that's fucking middle school, high school, as soon as they start having our own choices. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As soon as it's not assigned seats no more, and we go in the lunchroom, you got a group of niggas in this corner, you got the gothic kids over here, you got the DECA kids over here. You got the nerds over here. You got the motherfuckers that will be expelled shortly over here. Like, <laughs> they will be expelled shortly. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's always, you know what I mean? And that right. shit ain't changed. And I don't know when it's going to change or if it will change. And that, that, that segregation is mm-hmm. due to the people not wanting to code switch or not knowing how to code switch. See, me, try, I was right, able to try, maybe try and fail. Yeah, I was able to float around with anybody and speak to anybody because I just know how to yeah. do that. I don't know why. I'm a chameleon, you know what I mean? But okay. you have those that you have those that they are this way and they don't know how to be any other way. They don't even understand you talking to them about it. You know what I mean? Right. Like uh I I take take my you know, my, my brother, my my brother AC watch the show from time to time, but a lot of people from Atlanta in general, they're gonna be themselves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like uh, a lot of people from Detroit, like from different places that I, I frequented, you know what I mean? When people are really from there or mm-hmm. take somebody from Memphis, you know what I mean? You mess around and catch a cat from Memphis. Sometimes he can't fake it. He don't know how, you know what I mean? All you're going to hear, hey, man, I'm telling you, man, I got that, man. But that's who he is. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter if you take him to get a job. He still, that shit's still going to come out of his mouth. It's how he speaks, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so. I don't think there's a problem with code switching, but I, I and I don't think there's a problem. Um, you know, you call it whatever you want to. You just, you just um, do whatever situation calls for. You know what I mean? Yeah. If a situation calls for this, you bring that. You know, that's how I see it. I can't communicate with somebody I can't communicate with. You know what I mean? So if I'm in an executive <laughs> office, and this man is 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 using vernacular that's one way i'm gonna follow him you know what i mean um uh, vice versa if uh snoop dog walk in the room we're gonna switch it up completely even if these white men are here <laughs> snoop walks in i'm gonna greet him with you. oh my nigga oh no, is uh, it a high a pecking order hierarchy right like, i might be with this is, you know, white dude but it's snoop it's you more important in this situation did you did you ever see the video where um, Obama was shaking hands with like a team. I can't remember what team it was, but he shook everybody's hand. He's all the white guys. He's regular handshakes. Hey, mm-hmm. hey handshake, handshake. He gets mm-hmm. to the nigga and it's, 
pulls him in. You know what I mean? Everybody's like, what was that? You know what I mean? But so you call that code switching in, right? right. So even he knows when to do it, when to pull it in. Everybody knows. Right. But the idea that Obama is the type, he's at a level where people you know, are changing codes for him versus vice versa. Like he did that, right. you know, for some, you know, maybe some social gains or whatever. But every, I'm sure every white dude is like, man, I want one of them handshakes, man. That was pretty cool. This is the old thought, man, catching on. Like, it's all we've been doing forever, you know? But he, and he, you know, you know what I think is funny? What's that? I think he does the regular handshake for social gains. This shit here, that's just regular shit. That's what he knows. Like, no matter how somebody looks at Barack Obama, that nigga from the south side of Chicago. <laughs> he is the culture. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, right. <laughs> shout out for real. So, man, okay. Yeah, shout, out shout out to him for sure, man. But I think it's interesting. Like, and you said modern day segregation is true. Of course, you know, Brown versus Board of Education makes it illegal, those findings. And, but um, I, I, it's interesting how it still happens. There was a story, I may have sent you this or maybe to Dean. Um, but there was a story, you know, right now, there's a person, a girl in high school right now, they do these like six word stories. Um, and something about I shouldn't have to go Something about uh, all black school or whatever, right? It's still segregation in a lot of places in Alabama where it's illegal to do it. And they kind of say it's more of a, we call it a regional thing. But how it's done more so now is that, you know, this black girl, her parents worked hard, they're in a different neighborhood, but she's still zoned for a, a school that's outside of her neighborhood and further away. So there's travel time, different resources and everything in the area where her parents pay taxes, right? She's not able to um, take advantage of those resources that her parents help pay for. You know, so that's the yeah. modern day, um, that's the modern day segregation. But what it does is it kind of cheapens the, the entire, the whole problem, the whole problem, right? When you think about Americans, if you are actively stunting a select group of people you can't then say that like all right for like if you're a scientist looking for you know some scientists um archaeologists whatever right you can't say that you're looking at uh, a real pool of talent right you're looking from a select pool of talent which means most likely you're not going to get your best people so your business ends up being hurt by the own your own policies if that makes sense yeah, you know, we kind of yeah. play a pickup game. We say, "All right, I need all black people to the right over there." All right, who's left? That's where we're gonna pick our teams from. The game may not be that athletic. I'm sorry. And we've already seen it, right? We already saw that. Mm -hmm. We we saw that, and then we filled it up with with what needed to be there. We are we already we already tried that. They, they tried the regular. They tried them all without us. It doesn't work. I'm sorry, guys. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Which, I mean, even if you think about like a Serena Venus Williams, right? You know, this lady's black uh, Japanese girl, can't remember her name, uh, Osaka or something, right? Even if you think about like a Tiger Woods, how people are looking at that like, man, this is amazing. That's a crazy once in a lifetime talent, right? But what happens if you. I don't think there's plenty of niggas that could do that. They just don't do it. No, 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 I'm saying how they look at it. Oh, this is once in a once in a lifetime oh, yeah. you know, type of talent. I know a nigga right now. Get a hole in one. Bow. <laughs> Ace on the stage. <laughs> yeah, but the idea, like, how many more how many more times are we going to continue to have this sort of outlook, right? Because if you put up that same sort of pool or pipeline in the youth sports, right, in tennis and golf or whatever, You'll probably find some more Tiger Woods and Serena and, and Venuses, right? Not for sure. For sure. But it's crazy how it has to be like some crazy circumstance to get you to even try to uh I mean like football is one of my favorite examples back in the day. If you look at those old clips, it's a very white game. Right? And then some people start to integrate and then they kind of blow past everybody else. 
right? And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. they want to say, hmm, maybe we should give black people a chance. <laughs> because for them, winning was more important than, than uh, racism, right? I think that's a clever way, something we could probably use now. Like, how can we make, how can we get a goal? I don't think, see, none of that, all this bullshit to me. They just didn't want to give a chance. You know what I mean? Like, they right. did not want you to be seen doing anything cool or having anybody look at you in a, in a way that gives you praise. Right. You know what I mean? But I'm saying you know, we was fat. Took a time. There took a time where people were like, ah, let's give this a try. You know what I mean? I mean, just because when the first few- That was for monetary purposes. It wasn't oh, because yeah. they wanted to go and be fair or, or see how good no, or, it wasn't that. because I'm, we had yeah. such a gift. You know what I mean? No, no, no. It was because I'm we get about I'm talking about four reasons, right? Four games for their games. Whether it's money, prestige, winning, whatever it was. I'm not even saying it's coming from a good place. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But there was a time when they were like, Rapid, I don't care how fast he is, I don't care how strong he is, how good he is. <laughs> I don't want him anywhere yeah. near my my white daughters. Let's just be real. Yeah. Like, I don't care. But then you see that slowly start to change because, like you said, it can be monetary, it can be power, winning, all that stuff, right? So I'm just thinking, what do we do in the modern day era, right, to make those games more important than race, right? Being racist. Like, how do you out? What can we do? How do you outweigh that? Yeah. What can we do? What can we do? Yeah. The goddamn thing. (laughs) <laughs> well, Nothing. all my electrical equipment you know what I mean like that's not even like you know we don't have anything to do with that we don't even know why they don't like us as far as the whole oh we're racist and it, why we're, well I feel like know, we don't why they don't like us I feel like you picked us up and brought us to your house. So why are you mad at me? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I think even well before that, you know, we know why they don't like us, right? It's because they were taught not to like us. It goes all the way back to the Moors when they're just taking up all this land. And not by a bloody force, by an exchange of ideology, of information, right? We were teaching all over the place. You know, to the point where even the creation of, of paper, when that starts rolling around, instead of going to try to conquer, you know, Maoist China or anything like that, Moors decided, hey, let's see if we can trade with them. We'll give you this amount of knowledge and these goods. Niggas been hustling forever. It's forever. Oh, that's great. Forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the cool thing about it. And that's what people don't know. Everybody think because niggas are big and strong. They did everything with brute force. Nah, niggas were smart too. It was like, we want that. We got some of this. We'll bring y'all some of this. Can we get some of that? Yeah, it's been working for years. Bartering is, is, yeah. is not new. So this is where we find ourselves in the uh, before, uh, what is it? The, um, the uh, oh, what is it? All the fighting King Arthur and all of them. I lose my train of thought. Before King Arthur? Before Crusades, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Crusades, right? What I'm saying before Crusades, right? The idea of all of this power that was amassed by the Moors through mostly education, right? There was always fights, but mostly education and amassing all of this talent and power and commerce and trade, right? So the Pope now turns to you know this is before they're all united, right? At this time, Scots hated the Irish, Irish hated the Brits, and so on and so forth. So the Pope puts out this decree that, no, 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 you're no longer Irish or whatever. We're all white. This is the, the first time you see it being based on, you know, skin tone, really. And so they're coming, they're marching through Spain, and they're trying to cross the river and take their children. You know, and then all this propaganda, and then you mess this huge thing, you know, and that starts that war. But if you think about that, that all comes from even... Even the Pope and the King and the royalty of that of that time, they got they got together and said, "All right, you Irish, I'm German. He's from uh, exactly. Switzerland. All yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. We all still white. 
But that nigga over there. Man, nah. the comic book, right. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it really is like the, the great tragedy, right? The idea that, first of all, you had the, the halves, all the royalty, right? And then you had the, the plebeians, right? The poor folks. I mean, the idea that over here in uh, Moorish country, it was widely thought that everyone should know how to read. Everyone should know how to eat properly and make sure they're healthy, all this sort of thing, right? Uh, building, you know, plumbing systems and all sorts of things, man. The first mass paper mill, all this stuff, right? So kind of pushing that aside. And then the idea that the halves, right, the royals decide that we're going to lose our power if our own white people discover that their lives would be better if they were more educated and ate well and lived better. And that would that would hurt what we were trying to amass. So they put this propaganda out to get the poor whites and the rich whites all going in the same direction against the others, right? It's one of the biggest example of otherizing. And that's what, you know, created the war and the pushback and, you know, fast forward to today, you know, we, get, we got a little more anxiety in the car as we get pulled over the neighborhood. So we understand the why kind of where this sort of thing comes from. But I think what is the sneaky ways that we can make what they want um, that aligns with our, I guess, uh, where we're coming from, how do we get that to outweigh racism? You know what I mean? And if you look throughout different points of, of history, through sports, through uh, you know inventions and all we sorts don't. of things. We, we do that in private. That's what this is for. We have outlets to go and do that shit in private. We watch, I watched this show where LeBron James speaks candidly about different topics. Uh, you know why I watch it? Because he cusses. Because I can't hear him cuss anywhere else because he's got a smile for white folks. So when I get to see him on this show and he say, nigga, shut up. I love it. It's the best <laughs> thing in the world. When I get to see Shannon Sharp actually like the thing and, and hit the drink and say something on this, you know what I mean? Like, it's different than when he has to do this around white folks. That's a little different, you know what I mean? Uh, it is what it is, man. Like, and 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 I don't think any culture is, is is different than that for the most part. You have you have your 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 tools and fuels that when they go outside, that's just who they are. You know what I mean? But most people, when they're sitting amongst their culture and they're together in a closed room or inside a house or whatever, they are one way. When they get outside, oh, another way. It just is what it is. You know what I mean? I think. Is is well behaved and all that as the Asian culture is, and it's, I know they sit in them rooms and talk shit when they're in the house. In the house, they gotta talk shit. Everybody talks shit in the house. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The calmest, the calmest, you know, elderly couple of any race is talking shit at night. You know what I mean? Somebody's talking shit. It just is what it is. Mm. Absolutely, man. So I, I think the only thing that we I'm not saying we don't uh, whether or not we agree, but I think the idea is that we can find things to kind of counterbalance the things that we don't like. You know, we got to do better at voting. I mean, there's an election coming up Tuesday. You know, how many of us are going to be a part of that? You know, uh, it's just starting to demand and finding different ways. Like you said, we've always been hustling. As we talked about the culture. Say yeah, as we, as you said before, we always were hustlers. We always found a way to get stuff done. I think one of the biggest things that happened was this ideal of the civil rights movement, right? After that bill was signed, there's there's more that kept happening until his uh, until Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s uh, assassination, right? But they knew that if we can knock out a couple of people and kind of disperse them a little bit we can stop this freight train that's headed straight towards our livelihood. Because King, he didn't he didn't just say, it wasn't just a black movement, right? He got shot at a place where he was there to speak to uh, worker unions about unionizing. Because he's talking to black, brown, poor whites. Like, you guys need to wake up and understand something that they are basically forcing See? you to work like this in order to grinds you down so you don't have time to pay attention or better yourself. So I think there are always ways we have to do better about getting the ideology out instead of it being about a Marcus Darby or Malcolm X or 
these figureheads. Like we need some more idealism is, is a little dangerous, but we need an idea that we can all grasp strong to. And then when one person goes down, next man pick it up and keep it moving. Yeah. I, when it comes to some of those <clears throat> larger things, the voting and this and that, we I think a lot of it's being approached the wrong way. You know, you're talking this, vote this and do that. A bunch of shit is unfamiliar to a lot of people. It should be familiar, but it's unfamiliar. You know what I mean? So you have to start with stuff that they care about. You know what I mean? What is it that you give a fuck about? You know, and then when they start naming off these things that they care about, well, you know how you get those things? You got to take your black ass down there and vote. Because if you don't do that, you're not going to get any of that shit you're talking about. You know, it's going to be somebody that doesn't look like you, think like you, act like you, right. feel like you, making decisions about you. So, right. You know, like that movie that you showed me, man. You know, what do we want? Affordable housing. All right, we'll show up to this meeting and let's fight for this affordable housing. You know, you want your parts right. cleaned up, you want better living, you want wages, better wages. I mean, there's what do you want. I mean, who doesn't want to get paid more? You know? Right. Especially if you think about some of these positions where you get paid $10.50 to take care of a person in caregiving. Whereas if you go to Taco Bell, that's $12.50. That's not that's a two-dollar right. raise just from switching jobs. You know what I mean? So it, right. how do we start to grasp all that? And I think you're right, it's just little by little, right? So it starts with these small incremental changes. Yeah, you know, for me, a lot of things, you know. And I don't know that I'm that much different from other people, but I need to know what the reward is sometimes first before you talk to me about this whole long process. What's the reward? You know what I mean? When you're talking to kids about different jobs and shit, most of the time when you're trying to entice them, you tell them, well, you, this one gets paid this much, or this much, you know, and that's what you're basing it off of. And if you're not basing it off of that, then it's something real where you're basing it off of, oh, my son loves animals. Okay, well, I'm going to try to push this nigga to be a veterinarian. You know what okay. I mean? So if that works out for him, then that works out for him. But right. if he doesn't, then he's you know, still got to figure it out anyway. But. Hey, just like the little dude you showed me on the drones, man. Well, he could be more yeah. than what? I don't even know how. He was seven. 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 Seven years old. Yeah, he was I mean, seven. Yeah. And he was amazing. He was, he was so amazing that the, the guys, the grown-ups that were playing with him, he just got out of control. They just stopped. They was like, we can't follow that shit. Just, we don't know what he's doing. <laughs> he was doing some real advanced, upbeat, you know, I don't know what he was doing. It sounded great, though. Right. Yeah, but but the mind, the mind can, can, can do any of that. So I don't believe in, like, not letting them do stuff. You know, I bought my son a four-wheeler when he was, like, three. But it's because I saw these white kids doing this X game shit, and they're riding them full-size motorcycles and shit like they're little, you know. I'm like, they can do this? Yeah, right. if you let them try it, you know, like anything they develop, they can do, you know. So just right. let them try shit. Let them do shit. Don't just, oh, right. uh, he's, he's not tall enough or he's don't weigh enough. You don't know what the fuck he can do. <laughs> let him That's see. Right. Oh, man, basing it off of what you did or what you thought you could have done. Like, well, he's got my jeans. You know what I mean? Like, me with football, it, making sure I'm not just trying to shove football down my kids. Foot. You know what I mean? Well, I think that's what the jungle is. You remember the scene in, uh, what was the Will Smith movie with his son? In Pursuit of Happiness. Pursuit of Happiness. Mm -hmm. Where he, he had the ball and he was dribbling the ball and he shot it and he missed. And he's like, look, I don't think you need to put so much energy into this. And he saw his <laughs> son put his head down and he thought about it like, fuck, I just killed this dream. I'm trying to tell these people I'm finna go be a broker. They killing my dreams, and I just looked at my own blood and killed his dream. You know what I mean? Right. But then he went over there and he told him, "Don't, don't even me. Don't let nobody kill your dream." You know what I mean? So that's real. That's real shit. You believe you can do something. You believe you can do something. Do that shit. Everybody else might not think so. The recap, cold switching, man. Talk to all these for a bit here. Hey, all these thanks for joining us. Uh, recap, cold switching. It's okay to do. It's okay to do. Make sure you're doing it, you know, purposely. Um, and pay attention to your kids and pay atten attention to yourself and it's okay to coach switch kids. <laughs> it's okay. It is okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Code switching, aka speaking white, black, Mexican, Asian, whatever you speak. Speak how you speak. The point is to communicate. If you understood mm -hmm. what I said, 
we good. Case in point, I said we good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So we good. It doesn't matter how I see. You know what I mean? Well, I watch this thing. Was, I feel like it's a uh, Peyton Manning and his brother Eli Manning, the football players, and they're doing an alternative viewing of Monday Night Football. I think you should check this out. It's hilarious. Uh, two Super sure. Bowl champ, multiple Super Bowl champions, just sitting back talking about football. They have people come through all the time, and so one yeah. of the people they had come through was Beast Mode himself, right? For <laughs> sure. He's sitting there. I mean, he's got. He's drinking him. He's saying whatever he wants, how he wants. And it was a moment. Really him. Like, blah, blah, now, blah. You, now you he know don't coach. He don't coach. Oaklanders or Oakland. What one thing about money? Money will sometimes that cold switching just ends. You know, once you what sometimes you got enough in your pot that you you don't have to dance anymore. You know, cold switching ain't shit, but dancing. We've been well, saying shucking and jiving, dancing, and all that shit for years. It's it's, it's same thing. Dance. I used to love his uh, his interviews where he comes up and they ask him the questions like, "Well, you know what? I'm just here, so I don't get fired." And that was his answer. You know why I'm here. You gotta look this up. You gotta look this up. It's to, hilarious. To the man. point he stopped saying it. Wore a shirt. You know why I'm here. Wore a shirt. <laughs> right, right, right. You know why I'm here. But that, that is so funny. And then him leaning in like he's about to say something. What do you think about that? You know what? I'm just here so I don't get fine. And you know, he just kind of mm -hmm. laid back. But this is a guy who mm -hmm. comes from the place where Hell's Angels and, you know, well, I mean, oh, it's Oakland. It's Oakland. It's such a mismatch of people who just refuse to change who they are. But I love it's how not much know, different from Oakland. <laughs> <laughs> Oakland, all right. And on that note, <laughs> shout out to Cliff. K C L I F L. All right, man. As usual, last word before we get on the battle camp. No doubt, man. Once again, man, we want to thank y'all for tuning in to another edition of Urban Academia. Uh, we appreciate y'all uh, following us each weekend and, and chiming in with your thoughts and, and everything. We still want y'all to get more active and tuning in and calling in with us. We want to speak to y'all. But um, code switching, man, uh, don't trip on it. It's not a big deal. Um, say what you got to say the way you need to say it. And don't let nobody stop you from doing that if you're communicating your point. You know what I mean? Uh, stay up, man. Stay blessed. Love y'all. For you. Uh, for you.